Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 207 in Edmonton on a day in which the Edmonton Oilers have relieved Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair of their duties. Extended coverage at this time for the next hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca. We will tell you that Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Coming up at uh, about 2.16, 2.17, we'll have a quick conversation with Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. He had a lengthy availability today. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports joins us right now. Reed, what's your take on the news of the day? Uh, Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair relieved of their duties, and Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson called up from the farm. Yeah, well, a few things, Bob. First of all, you know, I, I've seen this happen to people professionally for for a long time now. NHL, junior hockey I covered and all that kind of stuff. And I, I always think of the human angle. I mean, it's not pleasant for somebody to lose their job, regardless of what I may have thought of their performance. So, uh, you know, I, I don't dance on anybody's grave when it comes to that. I, I wish Tippett and Playfair the best in whatever they do next. From a coaching standpoint, you know, obviously uh, ever since they started sliding in early December, uh, Tippett's performance had become more and more of a discussion point on my show, on your show, after games with Rob. Um, for, for me, there, there were two things that I, I, I had questioned about about Tippett recently. Um, and and, maybe, and to be fair, probably one of those I questioned even when they were winning, and that was the deployment and the responsibility he gave to some of his role players. Were, were they were they enfranchised enough to sort of do what they came to do and give, really given a chance to pull out those roles? Obviously, there's a couple of players on the Oilers who are going to play a lot and are going to lead the team in ice time, as they should, and should be among the leaders in the NHL in ice time. But as it went on and you saw 22, 23, 24, sometimes 25 minutes a night for McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, I started thinking, okay, is you know, is there not a shift or two, a period that could go to another guy? You, you know, you want to roll four lines. Tippett has talked a lot about, you know, the importance of depth players. Well, were they getting out there enough? Um, you know, Brendan Perlini scored a goal one night, played, what, six minutes? Uh, he had four uh, goals in like a seven-game Yeah, snap. I mean, the, and we've talked a lot about the game. McLeod had two assists in, uh, I believe it was New Jersey, and played seven minutes. I, I think, and I don't, they probably would never say it publicly, but I'm thinking if you're a role player and you're thinking, well, what do I have to do to get more ice time? 
get three goals in five minutes? Like, like, what, where do I get the bump? So that was that was my my one thing about Tippett that was an ongoing sort of um, concern about getting those guys feeling involved and and uh, and feeling like they had a, as much responsibility on the outcome of the game as some of the stars. And then the other thing lately, and and we you know huge examples last night. Just the Oilers, how many odd man rushes they allow. And yes, that's on players as well to to execute properly and be in the right position. But it just had kept that happening over and over again. And teams quickly breaking out against the Oilers and pushing the puck up the ice, you know, really quickly after a, a turnover in the offensive zone or a blocked shot or a shot that went wide. And, you know, that became concerning when there's sort of a pattern that's hurting the team that that can be corrected. Um, you know, obviously other things that have been discussed in recent weeks, the, the starts to games, I, I think a coach has to address that, but I still think ultimately it's on the players to be to be ready to perform at the start of the game. You know, I, I know I took, uh, I've taken calls from, from listeners and, and Rob and I after games as well. I, I know some people didn't like Tippett's demeanor in, in post-game press conferences and, and hearing some of the same phrases over and over again. I get that to some extent, but to me that's not, that's not a a fire, fireable offense and I mean when the team is going well I think he was searching for answers like everybody else those were but but those two things were the, the big things for me the, the the continued fashion in which opposing teams got grade a chances was very repetitive and uh, and sort of the inability to get the most nights maybe not every night but to get sort of the the depth players involved we have uh, Jay Woodcroft on Oilers now once a week I have a separate conversation with Jay usually once every second week uh, fairly regular correspondence with some other people connected to the organization where is your headspace at about the potential of Jay and Dave Manson because it is a tandem just as Dave Tippett and, and uh, Jim Playfair were a tandem. Where's mm-hmm. your headspace at it, and maybe the potential that's there with those two? Yeah, well, I think Jay's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's he's uh, what is he, 45, so still relatively young for for an NHL head coach. I, I mean, not a lot of guys get hired in their 30s, so he's still relatively young for an NHL head coach. Uh, clearly doing well on the farm. Uh, the one thing I've noticed about Jay is when he has spoken about uh, – the process there, you know, I think he sets clear goals for players. I don't think there's a lot of gray area uh, with him. No, I, no, I don't think he's a yeller and a screamer and a, and a right. put-down type guy, but I think it's kind of black and white. Here, here's what you need to do, and here are the steps you need to, to, to take it. I think that's all been very clear. Um, I, I think he, he will have a different energy than Tippett, for sure. Um, I mean... You, we, you know, we've got to know Jay a bit over the years as well. I think he's very upbeat. He's very positive. He's very honest. And I do think one plus for him is that sometimes a new coach comes into a team and has virtually no relationship with any of the players. Well, yeah. well here he has, uh, what, off the top of my head, a half dozen players he's coached at some point in Bakersfield. And when he was Todd McClellan's assistant coach, Darnell Nurse was on the team, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, who else, Cassian. So, you know, there's a, li- there's a little over half the team that already has a relationship with Jay, which which I do think will help. It's not going to be a total like, okay, well, here's this new guy and we got to get used to his personality and the way he communicates and, and what he means in practice. So that, that should help. All right, Reid, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Ken Holland join us in about two minutes' time. What do you have coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Well, 
We got the story of the day. <laughs> we'll continue to. What are you going to talk we'll, about tonight? We'll Reed? continue, obviously, to break this down. Uh, you know, we'll have some of the key comments from Ken Holland today. Uh, we will have open line time, and Craig McTavish is on tonight. There we go. Who had to dismiss a couple coaches himself along the way, uh, including Dal Sakins. That was a hard one for him to, uh, and then he went back behind the bench. Reed, thanks a lot for swinging by. And uh, here's what we're going to do: we're going to take about a two-minute break, and when we come back, we'll we'll have Ken Holland. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline the general manager on of the Edmonton Oilers may be a little bit different path during the course of this conversation. Uh, get to some specifics when we return on Oilers Now. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Alright, welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott joining you. An extended version of Oilers Now. Uh, obviously the top story. Today, Ken Holland and the Oilers uh, management team uh, made a change with the coaching staff as uh, Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair were relieved of their duties and the Edmonton Oilers have recalled from the farm and Jay Woodcroft to be the head coach of the team, Dave Manson as well. Those guys have done some good work down in Bakersfield. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Ken. It's Bob upstairs. How you doing? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes, thank you. I know this has been a difficult day. You've established that, so let's get past that uh, and kind of get to, to some specifics here. Uh, I know the coach you've watched the most over the course of the last three seasons, other than Dave Tippett, is Jay Woodcroft, along with Dave Manson. Uh, this, you know, your in terms of your in-person viewings, but also watching, uh, you know, his work and the team play on the computer. From a technical perspective, Ken, uh, do you envision, is there anything systematically that might uh, be a little bit different with with what you saw to Woody and his staff over the last three years and maybe with what you saw with, uh, with Dave Tippett and his staff? Well, first off, I, I think that's a great question tomorrow for Woody. You know, when you, you hit up Woody, um, I mean, I'm going to tell you what I, you know, Keith Gretzky is an assistant general manager, and he's the GM of Bakersfield. is is down there a lot, um, and he's around the room a lot, and he watches the way uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson and their coaching staff handle the players. And and you know, so Keith Keith's in the room. I I, I certainly talk to Keith on an everyday, regular basis. Um, I would say to you that he's very detailed. Um, when I watch the Bakersfield team play, um, you know they're they 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 defend in fives, and they you know they 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 they, they you know they they do a good job in their D zone. Their goals against are down. Uh, they get good goaltending. They've got the, they've got lots of young defensemen that are getting better under Dave Manson's watch. And I I just felt that uh, you know knowing that Woody. Jay Woodcroft has spent time under Mike Babcock, under Todd McClellan, running his own bench at the American League level, being a video coach in the National Hockey League, and talking to Keith Gretzky, who's down there on a regular basis, and watching uh, Bakersfield 
win the Pacific Division Championship last year after starting the season 0-5. Um, I think they've lost one game in regulation in the last 16 or 17 games now in the American Hockey League. Uh, the players that come up for all those reasons are, are, are is why uh, I made a decision to uh, hire uh, Jay. Could you envision under the combination of uh, Jay and Dave Manson, perhaps a slightly different minutes allocation. And, and and let's be fair, it's not like Jay has the two best offensive players in the American Hockey League, though a couple of years ago, Benson and Marodi were actually two of the best offensive players. But it, it is a different animal when you have Connor and Leon. Those guys are generational players. But could you envision a scenario where maybe your fourth-line guys are playing 10 to 11 minutes a game and your third-line guys are playing 13 to 15? you think that might be a, a plausible scenario under Jay? You know what? I, I don't know. You know, just you know, exactly what you know, certainly having Connor and Lee on here and, you know, Darnell is one of the top minute munchers in the National Hockey League on defense. Um you know, is he going to try to, to, to roll it, to spread the minutes out a little bit more? Um, that's his call. I mean, I, I talked to Jay this morning and, you know, multiple times, and I, I wanted Jay to understand it, to be very clear, his mandate is to win. And don't worry about the general manager's feelings. You know, if I've made if I've made a signing and you want to, like, if you don't want to play a young player, if you think a veteran should sit out, um, if you want to, if you want to allocate the minutes differently, that's certainly as the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Certainly, the the mandate is that we want to. Um, I want the coach to know that it's it's about trying to win tonight and trying to win the next game. So those are decisions that he is, he's going to have to make here, uh, obviously, rather quickly because he, he's going to be behind the bench tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I guess I'll ask the question. I mean, one of the things that we noticed with Dave Tippett, and, and look, the team had unbelievable special teams the first year he's here. First leg of the power play, second on penalty kill. A lot of people will tell you that's where you see the greatest impact from coaching. I felt he got everybody in, amongst the forwards. It seemed like he got everybody involved uh, with specific roles. I know that was the attempt this year, but the fact is you had three forwards uh, that aren't playing Ken the last couple games that are all around eight minutes a game. And I, That's why I asked you the question, could you foresee a scenario, especially now that Cassian's out, where maybe there's a little bit more uh, balance in terms of the minutes allocation up front. That's kind of where I was coming from on that. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a fair question. Uh, defensively, you know, one thing that surprised me is the team had the two most experienced defensemen playing together in terms of Keith and CeCe. Now, you don't have Duncan Keith. That's going to be a big loss. I think he'd be the first. I mean, he's played pretty well here since Christmas. Uh, you mentioned Nima Linen and possibly one other defenseman. Philip Broberg played the most against Vegas. You know, is yep. it too soon to sit there and, and, and given the scenario to bring both Broberg and Niemelainen up and look at getting well, them in the lineup, Ken? Well, they are both coming up. Um, I, I wasn't sure on Broberg because he had to test. Uh, he had to have a test for, um, you know, his PCR test um, to come across the border. So we we were waiting to see. But I just I just as I come off out of the press conference, I see on my computer there's a uh, there's a there's flight uh, itinerary for him. So obviously he must uh, he must have uh, passed, and he's going to be on a flight. Uh, so Nima Line and the Broberg, we you know we've been. 
for the last couple of days, we had 15 forwards and 60. We were in the process of kind of shuffling it around. Well, now, obviously, with uh, Castle going LTI, uh, uh, I think Turris is on uh, IR. Uh, or not think, he's going to go on IR. He's got his back, is bothering him a little bit. So that's, you know, we'll be down to 13 forwards. And, and now uh, with the loss of uh, Duncan Keith, there was six dressed last night. That's five plus Niemelein and plus Broberg. So we'll have seven defensemen. And um, obviously, uh, Jay knows what Niemelein and what, and, and what Broberg can do. I mean, he's coached them here since the start of the year. So that's why I want him to know that I'm not putting any pressure on him to play those kids. The, the mandate is to uh, to try to win to, to try to win a hockey game. Uh, you have a 39-year-old goaltender that just went back to back. Jay has had a lot of success with Stuart Skinner. Is it his call as to who he starts in goal tomorrow? Yes, yeah, he's the head coach. I'm sure he'll talk to uh, to, to Justin Schwartz. All right, Justin Schwartz. Uh, from your perspective, and you took ownership, you said this is as much on me as it is on anybody else, and you and and we know that because we could tell during the course of the press conference, Ken, that that this has been a hard day for a hard day for you. Do you need to go out and 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 continue to grind away? to try to find a way to improve this team. And I, I think for a lot of the listeners out there, they're saying in goal, but it, I, I don't think it's necessarily limited to goal, is it? Well, first off, you know, Bob, I think we can play better. You know, like, like I, I, I think we can play, I think we can play better. So if, if, if I have a whole bunch of, if I thought that our team was maxing on all cylinders and this is all we've got, why go spend assets to try to make it better? So I think that we have players. I think we can play better as a group. I think we've got individuals that can play better. Um, I believe that. So before you do anything, you got to play good and you got to you got like – Bob, if we don't get winning, we're gonna we're gonna miss the playoffs. Why why trade why right. trade high draft picks to try to chase it? Like like like. So I think the first order of business is we got to play better. And 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 I I made the move today because I felt that it needed we needed a change and and maybe a change would would have an impact a positive impact on 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 the hockey team so that's the first thing that's got to happen before we you know i don't manage a fantasy hockey team i i manage one of 32 teams in the league and you you cover the league every day how many trades have there been in the national hockey league significant since since day 1 like very few if any so yeah, there's other teams that are in the same disappointment that that we're in, and you just can't go out and make a deal like you can in fantasy hockey, and you drop and and add like. So the reality is, we got to play better individually and as a group. I believe we can. I've seen it before, um, this, in this season, and I certainly made a move today, believing that that this will have an impact, a positive impact on, on the next 38 games. Ken, uh, you were asked a couple times about the players, and I know this about the best people in every walk of life 
and and I think I can speak. I, I know Connor, Leon, and Darnell enough, and a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins that they would take ownership with this as well. That they would they would also say, you know, we needed to be better too here. I think of on Sunday being down here at the Arena Can. There were eight guys. There was ice available. It was not. I, I don't believe it was an optional. It was just ice available. And Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle were on the ice the day after. You know, they were in the All-Star game. And they didn't have, you know, Darnell Nurse is a dad. He's got kids. He was on the ice. I think that speaks to your to your leadership core. But what would you say to those fans that would say, you know, damn it, the, you know, this is reflection upon the Oilers players as well, that they're in this position. And, uh, you know, their top players, have, there's been too much of this that's gone up, and, and there's culpability, and they're just not winners as players. How would you respond to that, Ken? Well, I think first off, uh, Bob, you know, I, you know, the, I haven't talked to everybody, but I think on days like this, I think everybody take, you know, like people have lost their livelihoods today, um, and it's not only about it's not only about Dave and Jim, it's about we haven't met expectations for Oiler fans, and you know, for me, today was a tough day for a whole variety of reasons. And, you know, not meeting the expectations of the order fans. So I, I believe that everybody in that room, everybody in the organization, all the players, everybody's defended. Like, we're all disappointed. We all know that we've got some, you know, part in, 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 in where we are today. And, and, and our players play hard. We got great young players. You know, we, I tried to make some moves to bring in some veteran leadership. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for Oilers fans today. I'm disappointed for 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 our players. I'm disappointed for Dave Tippett and and Jim Playfair. I'm disappointed for the owner. I'm, I'm disappointed that, that the moves that I made in the off season haven't had a bitter bigger impact on the team. And I'm, I'm making a coaching change today to see if we can. If it makes a change, if I'm, if I'm trying to see if it makes a change, and I, I you know, it, it, it's certainly, it's been. I think the last two years we've made great strides. You know, I think we went from 28th overall the year before Dave Tipp and I got here. We went to 12th overall last year. We were 11th overall on December the first. We were first overall, and I, and and we've got Bakersfield going better. And there's some kids percolating down there, and 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 I think there's there was good things going on. And I and on December the first after we beat Pittsburgh, I really felt that we were going in a good direction and, 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 and we were continuing to build on the work that Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair and, and all the players and our leadership had had accomplished over the previous two seasons and obviously the bottom has dropped out here since December the 1st and 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 uh, I'm hoping that uh, the move that I made today is going to have an impact. Ken? Difficult day. Thank you for the time, and uh, we'll touch base down the road. Thanks, Bob. That is Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. It is 2.28 in Edmonton. We'll go to 3 o'clock. We'll open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We'll also get to the text on the Ashley Five Floors text line after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.